Creative execution. What's your process? Creative execution. I'm your host, Brianna Elmore, and this is the Creative Conversations Podcast presented by One Choice Magazine. You're not about to go to baby on me, so we're good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to cancel Tori before I start. <laughs> Oh my goodness, guys, I'm so excited for you to, y'all know I be excited all the time. I'm so excited to share this next guest with you for today's episode. Um, Her name is Victoria Roach, and let me just give you guys a quick little insight into Victoria. First of all, she's a GOAT, okay, period. You guys can learn a lot from her, her journey, and her sharing her story. So a little insight, Tori is a San Francisco native, but she was raised in Maryland, graduated from Fisk University with a business administration degree, and she has a master's in professional studies. So mama's educated. She's a active creative, and she's created multiple platforms for herself, one being Sweet Talk which is her podcast that she hosts on a weekly basis. And you guys should be dropping gems. In addition to her podcast, she also has an organization called Woven Colors that she co-created. And she's always had a special passion for music, which uh, can be seen in her work as a music supervisor for the Emmy-nominated web series of love. So y'all, let's be clear. She is an amazing woman. But also, she's an amazing creative in the things that she is involving herself with and the empire that she's building is absolutely something that is incredible. Without further ado, here is our episode with Miss Victoria Roach. So I really, really appreciate you coming here today, taking your time. And really, this is just kind of um, an opportunity, this podcast is going to serve as an opportunity for creatives to just really um, give themselves in a a more cohesive light because sometimes as creatives you only give you only get the art which I get but sometimes it's like sometimes it's helpful for other creatives up and coming creatives um, to hear a cohesive story about someone else and hear their journey kind of understand what makes them tick too so that we can be a source of inspiration for some and we can be some motivation for some people but also I think creatives is very important for people to get it right Mm -hmm. whatever it whatever your it is I think it's so important for people to get you as a creative to appreciate your art more so glad to be here (laughs) all right we are so glad to have you here and we just want you to give us the the real from yourself we want to hear um about your story so what was your creative journey um I know that everyone doesn't necessarily start out in a creative lane um was that your story or you know did you evolve into the creative that you are today yes well first off thank you so much for having me and I'm like so appreciative you even created this platform for creatives so I want to commend you on that Brianna I know it's been like has it been a year maybe two years since we first met it's been about yes. it'll be two in October, and that that crept yes. up because it was like because I just was like, hey girl, um, see our our really 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 good friend, Sierra McKissick. She was like, I know somebody who you should probably connect with, and that was the extent of it. And I was like, okay, give me your number, I'll hit her up. So I hit you up, and we we've been in contact since maybe I I'll say like maybe like October twenty nineteen. So it's been yes. a while. We even been through the pandemic together, <laughs> right? Right. And it's been really strong, man. Right. Awesome. Um, but yeah. So my creative journey, man. I feel like I grew up in a time where you know, I think it's when I went to college or um, like in high school, you started hearing about different programs taking like arts or music out of school. Fortunately, I right. grew up in a time where we had a lot of those programs. I remember when I had played a viola in like 
fourth grade or we had to get like it was a mandatory flute class we had to take it elementary <laughs> so <laughs> listen to beethoven right so i yeah. was fortunate to have that the programs right and i feel i think they're starting to come back and you start to see like just as technology has evolved i'm glad that we've taken that avenue where we are not letting limits to programs and schools limit us for the creativity. So I would say right. I grew up in a generation where creativity was just like pushed down your throat a little, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? It was mandatory in school, right? So, yeah. And I think, and even thinking outside, like that critical thinking, I feel like that even has elements of creativity, right? And yeah. so I can't, I would say that I've always had it. Did I always tap into it? I don't think I made it a priority to tap into it until recently. Right. So I would say that's kind of like the creativity has been there, but I don't think I tapped into it or even realized that I wanted <laughs> to tap into it until right, I agree. probably sometime in this last 10 years. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that we are children of the 90s. And I do yeah. think it was embraced because I feel like I'm I'm so fortunate to have come up and, and been born in that era because like you'll even see it like where they were turning different stereotypes on their heads at that time right yeah. so they were like oh I'm a woman of the 90s like that was a thing yeah. <laughs> like, watching um like living single and stuff like that that was a thing that's my one of my favorite shows by the way but like yeah. that was a, a huge thing. Like, it's like, I'm a woman of the 90s, baby. I'm working. Mm -hmm. I'm working it. Like, I can have these yes. kids. I can go to work. I can still steal your man. Like, I can do right. all of it if I wanted to. Okay? Right. Like, I don't have to do nothing. And I think that that's really good because I feel like, for me personally, I feel like that contributes to my personality and my creativity. It's like, oh, girl, who said I can't? Mm, okay, I'm going to anyway. And I feel like that that um, that type of attitude, because especially for women, especially for women of color, we were given that license to be more bold um, and be more... Um, take more risk and do what we want to do a little bit more. Um, I will also say I always had an art class, music class. And yes. then I went to, um, I went to a school and I guess the closest thing I could call it is like a magnum school. So they had theater, dance, voice keyboard, yes. um, all that kind of stuff in uh, art classes and whatever. And so you pick your concentration. Um, mine was voice keyboard. So I was always kind of creative adjacent. Um, I will say, <laughs> I will say, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm right with you. It's like, you don't always tap into it, but you're right there. It's like, it's yeah. right here. I know what I can do. I'm just like, I think I should still be like a lawyer or an accountant yes. or whatever, you know, it's like, I feel yeah. like I should do something more straight and narrow. Cause you gotta have a back, you know, you gotta have a plan on the back end. And I think that some of that was a little bit, I would say in my, in my walk to creativity, I've been like a little bit more fearful in the past. I knew I should do this. I knew I loved doing certain things that spoke to being more artistic, but it was like, you know, you have to be realistic too, because you don't want to be somebody singing on the, <laughs> singing on the corner, like do wapping, <laughs> trying to get a couple of dollars. Like, it's like, no, I got to get the CD at the back yeah. of the <laughs> Okay, because listen, let me tell you, I've seen it, I've seen it, and I didn't want to be it, okay? <laughs> so, you know, I think that that balance is just like, it makes you a little bit more fearful to um, go into your creative space, but I think that I really love, like, where these 90s babies are, like, and 80s babies, I'm not aging nobody, age discriminated, <laughs> but I can really see what our generation, like the millennial generation, I can see where we're all pushing for it and we're like really pushing past like, you know, whatever fear that was kind of placed in us, you know, like, oh, well, you have to do something, you have to do a nine to five. And a lot of people are like, baby, not only do I not have to do this, I will do what I want. <laughs> like, you know, I feel like that's kind of changing. Um, so for yourself, 
you know, tell us about some of your creative avenues. And if you want to share your journey to those or share why those are your creative outlets, please give us a little bit more insight into that. Yes. So I would say my creative outlets, um, I'll start with one that I feel like I re I reveal without even doing it is probably mm-hmm. fashion, the way mm-hmm. I dress. And it's nothing that like, I feel like <laughs> I've taken off just to realizing that fashion, like how what you decide to put on in the morning is a statement of you, right? And yes. Be bold and take it in and that expresses creativity. But, mm-hmm. And I'm one person that I will not pick my outfit the day before. I will throw whatever feels comfortable on <laughs> as I find it. And that is what I consider my if I can find if I can find it if I can find it if I don't know where it's at baby it's about to be some yoga pants like we're not we're out yes hey yoga pants and a nice top you can still go and like kill the game right okay okay <laughs> so um that's one way uh the second way is probably my passion and what something I love is definitely music right Mm -hmm. um so and uh all of my everyone that knows me they know i really really love a lot of music doesn't no boundaries to what type of music it is i will listen to it if it's good i'm gonna love it and keep it on repeat and annoy everybody around me so (laughs) um whether it's me singing it making it or recently um something that's happened in the past i think five maybe six years the past five or six years like time goes by fast um I became a music supervisor just delving into that Mm -hmm. and um just uh for this really cool awesome show um oh that's on YouTube it's tough love and so that was just like a privilege it's something that it's almost like it fell into me I feel like a lot of stuff in my life just falls in place (laughs) you know there's always the obstacles but then there's that just one falling in place that I'm just like Oh, wow. Thank you, God, for that. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you a quick question. When those things fall into your lap, do you feel like it's more serendipitous? And it kind of gives you, like, for me personally, when those type of things kind of like, whoo, those opportunities fall in, I feel like that's my confirmation as a creative. Like, okay, you are supposed to do here. You do this. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be here. Um, you're in the right direction. Because sometimes, especially, it's like, okay, I'm going to jump. I'm going to leap. I'm going to do all that. But then sometimes it's like, oh, my God, did I just, what did I just do? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just literally left, took the ground from under my feet. Did I do the wrong thing? And then those things fall into the place. And it kind of feels like, okay, confirmation, you are on the right track. You got it. You got it. Like, it's like, this makes sense. God got you. You know, it's just those compliments. Yeah. God got me regardless of what I do. And I try not to get reckless with that fact. But <laughs> <laughs> but those little moments help me realize, like, okay, you are moving towards the right things in life. You are doing what you're supposed to do. This makes sense. Do you feel like that? Or do you just feel like, I work for this, it better fall? Like, <laughs> how do you feel? Because no. two, two and two sometimes. But, like, it gives me this, like, okay, you're not completely making a fool out of yourself or you're not completely messing this whole thing up. Yeah, no, I definitely agree that it's serendipitous for me. And I commend people that have worked. I feel privileged, just to be honest with you. So one thing I do is I have a um, nonprofit. I co-founded one. It's called Woven Colors. And so I get to meet various creatives. And it's so inspiring, just their drive, this product that they put out. And even the resources that they, the limited resources, and they're still able to create great projects, right? Mm-hmm. Where there's music, we deal with film, we deal with podcasts, and each one of those people are awesome. I'm telling you, I'm just like, it's an awe for me to be in a room with them. I just feel pre- privileged because I'll tell you a story. We had, um, this is why I think it's just like God completely lining up and I'm just like, it's a favor moment for me, right? Listen, so, come on, on favor. <laughs> yes, I was on Tough Love first year. Um, and I can talk about that, how I got even on, like, to be a music supervisor later, because that was just a miracle, too. <laughs> I can give you the story of what I know, and I can just tell you God did the rest, because I have no idea. <laughs> but, um, so, I think I joined maybe, like, 2018. That was my mm-hmm. first year, or 2019. And then, so, it was just for one season. It was for their season three. Um, the Tough Love web series at this time, they had been nominated for an Emmy. 
I think that uh, within a few months or the year before they were working on season three, I came on as a music supervisor. And then I um, was only a music supervisor for that show. And then they mm-hmm. had another show called Pillow Talk, which I got another Emmy specifically for music for, but I wasn't on that project, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's been like a year or two years. Um, then I think it was 2020, um, my the nonprofit Woven Colors had a film event, right? It was a two-day film event. You hosted it. You killed the game. Yeah, it was so game. fun. I'm telling you, right? I'm still in awe. I, like, I'm still super impressed about even being like, a part of it. <laughs> you see, but you see, like, just how awesome, like, there were people that, you know, there were everyday people you probably see on the street, didn't know what they were doing, and you saw them put together a great project. That's why I'm like, they're mm-hmm. awesome. And yeah. So, um, so we had that event, and so just sitting in there, like, well, the year before I had a project, I put Tough Love, because I just had did the music supervisor. This year, I didn't have any projects that I could contribute to. It was mm-hmm. really me just sitting back, and I was excited, right? And I was just like, man, God, I want to go on another project. Like, I want to be in a project. I stayed up all night just looking for different music supervisors, organizations, social groups mm-hmm. to join. Issa Rae um, had a, um, I can't, I think it's called Patreon. I joined that. Literally couldn't sleep. Slept two hours. Why? I tell you. It's, it's, so our event was Friday and Saturday, right? Why mm-hmm. that Sunday? Like, after I stayed up from Saturday <laughs> To like Sunday, two, three, probably like five a.m. Went to sleep. Woke up at nine a.m. Let me tell you why. By twelve p.m. Sunday, I get a text from the music director from Love Tough Love saying, "Hey, you want to be on this next project we got coming up?" <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I'm in the right place." <laughs> I just want to take the moment, just because, like, I know sometimes being a creative is extremely hard, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you're not, I, I feel like the, the creators I've met, they're not trying to, like, get the fame just to make it. They really have a voice and they see a need. And sometimes, you know, when you see a need and you're trying to, like, fix it or, like, <laughs> cater to that need. And there's mm-hmm. certain obstacles, whether it be financial. And I'm talking about personal, not even just with trying to do a project, right? There's so many obstacles that try to deter you. From like I, what I honestly believe is a purpose, right? This is a mm-hmm. mission. This is a purpose. This has been something that's instilled in you, whether you're a faith believer or not. This is something that's a passion for you because you see a need. Whether you yeah. sometimes just realizing that I'm passionate about this because there's a need. There's something not being met, and if it's not being met in me, little do you know that it was it was put in you to meet a need for other people also, right? It's right. just that exposure. It's the availability, right? And so we live in a time where we're grateful that availability could be YouTube. Even if you only have five you five people you're reaching, it takes time. No one did it overnight. Right. <laughs> Not one person did it overnight. Everybody had a lot of mistakes. And with social media, there's been so many people that people will come up to me and they'll be like, oh, do you follow this person? You follow that person? I was like, oh, yeah, I do. But I'm like. They deleted all their past, all the stuff that inspired me about them in their past before mm-hmm. they made it. And all people see is like, oh, I want a trip to this place and all this place. But no one, right. I think sometimes we do need that ability just to see the starting beginning. That's why I love this podcast. So you get to mm-hmm. see that everything is not glitz and glamour. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, not. Not the, it's not the year of being on Instagram. It's what I was posting <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> Literally, it's not this. It's not this sponsorship I got today, baby. It's uh, me, me not being able to eat me on ramen. Okay, me on ramen bricks in college or whatever, right? Or not in college, either. Better yet, you know what I'm saying? Me only me eating oatmeal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's about those types of things too, because I feel like this. What a real big reason why we want this uh, I wanted to cre- help create this space is because I wanted to be able to encourage people who might be at that stage and they might be ready to quit they might be ready to give up on whatever it is that they're doing and I want them to not do that I want them to yeah. push through I want them to persevere despite those things because like you said at the end of the day their purpose is greater than their struggle Are you looking for a lifestyle magazine that challenges your mindset and spirit? Do you need recipes to help you eat healthier and fitness tips that target your body type and needs? 
check out One Choice Magazine, your trusted resource for wellness, personal growth, and spiritual development. Read articles that educate, uplift, and inspire readers to live well. Get the latest issue at onechoicemag.com. You know what I'm saying? And that struggle, that actually that same struggle is what's going to make you more relatable. That's what's going to give you... um, that's what's going to give you more relatability and that's going mm-hmm. to um, give you more loyalty with your audience. So like you said, like yeah. I wanted to see you sit here scrapping and saving to get to <laughs> the Africa, Dubai and Paris trips or wherever yes, you're going. Yes. I want to see that. I want to get that grit. I want to understand that because I think a lot of the times too, when people consume content from people they get greedy with it right they're like where's the new video where's the new this where's the new podcast Mm -hmm. where's this but it's like I want to make sure that people understand that it's cohesive it's in in and I want to give um I want to add personability like I want people to know that it'd be more personable with their creatives and be a little bit more gentle because there's some people you see that are like um parent influencers and things like that and people get really like out of line sometimes and be like well give us more content of your kid or you shouldn't do this with your kid or you shouldn't do that you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that and I think that this is a a non-judge zone for people to just understand the creative and understand that the process looks different for everybody and that doesn't make anybody's one process right or wrong it's just it just is it just is because at the end of the day if they're creating art that's authentic to themselves that's all we want to see. That's all I want to see. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and it may not be for everybody and that's okay. People aren't for everybody all the time, you know? <laughs> so can you tell me, so were you always in the music space? Like, you know, you were always um, around music, but can we get into maybe what was your professional life like um, prior to yeah. Tough Love and things like that? Or was it just like, all right, we done with college, blah, blah. We're going into music. How was that journey to, to kind of like yeah. pivot into the more creative space and be like noticed and, and, and get jobs doing creative things? Because I feel like sometimes it's a limbo. Like sometimes you kind of pivot and turn where you're not really doing nothing for, for money, but you're doing it to build your stuff up, to show people that you're like yeah. credible. So it's like you went into the music supervisor role. Did you do you have a background in music and um yeah. and like how did you kind of get those like credentials up in that realm yeah so um I'm gonna start at college right come on <laughs> it was the HBCU I wasn't but baby I'm gonna still I'm gonna still cheer for y'all I wish I did yes yes yes, yes. oh my god I love this oh my god there's so many great people I didn't go to Fist, but I love y'all too. The people I've met from there are amazing. Honorary. You're honorary. <laughs> I would say I'm going to be at the homecoming. Think I won't. Yeah, so I'm going to start there. And I'm going to start with the question I never asked college students because I hated being asked it. What are you going to do after you graduate? Please don't ask me that, I'm y'all. Like, I'm like, did you not hear we had a crash? Like, in 2008, there's so many, jobs ain't the same like when our parents were. It ain't easy. I can't get out of high school, get a government job, make my way up and be making that money like that. Why I gotta be sad now? Because I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Right? Right? Even if I do know what I'm doing, they have me starting the summer, okay? And I wasn't prepared. I was trying to do a vacation. So... (laughs) No, no, can no, I sleep I, in? I hear that story. That job, the job I work at now, I hear that story from incoming college grads. So I understand. You ain't going to get it from me. But right. um, so I didn't have anything lined up. And there's so many miracles on top of that. I was thinking about doing Teach for America um, and didn't get that, right? Thought I didn't get it. I got the no. But late, uh, like a few months later, I see a voicemail. And it's, I feel like God purposely disguised it for me. It wasn't even the number from, it was supposed to be in New Orleans. It was just a random number and I was cleaning my voicemails out and I got a <laughs> notification just six months later that they were asking me if I was interested. <laughs> but I felt like that was God because I, if I heard that message, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. So yeah. I had nothing lined up. Um, so 
so I decided to apply for one thing I was always passionate about is um, the legal field. So mm-hmm. I loved uh, accounting. I just fell in love with it in undergrad. I was taking some, like part of my business classes, I was taking accounting and I fell in love with it. And I took auditing and fell in love with it, right? So mm-hmm. I graduated. And let me tell you, those six months after I graduated was struggle bus. I had three jobs. Well, no, I had one, I think I had two jobs and two internships, no lie. So <laughs> I don't know how I was managing it. So I was, um, <laughs> I was interning at the department Department of Treasury. I was working at the uh, SEC, Security Exchange Commission, not the football team, the football <laughs> organization. <laughs> As a legal assistant, I was doing this like data entry that I found a random job. I was trying to make money, okay? And then I was also sense. interning at the White House, right? Office of Correspondence. So I was doing all of that. It was like, various days I had a schedule together and top of I was in class right I was doing uh this part-time paralegal get a master's of paralegal studies so it was helping mm-hmm. me with my legal assistant job as SEC right um yeah so, so I was doing all of that at once for about a good six months straight mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more it might have been a year actually yeah I think it was a year so then I see this internship with USDA, of course, I was in DC, guys. That's why it's all government jobs. <laughs> I was living in the DC area. I was going to George Washington University to get my master's, and so I see this internship, and I'm just applying. I mean, this a uh, job. I just apply, and literally, I get the job with the um, auditing department for USDA. I started. I love it. I'm just like this is. I love this, right? N- didn't do auditing before. Clearly, I had a legal background. And I just quit everything I was doing before. <laughs> the program <laughs> ended. My I graduated with it. I think I was going to graduate soon. I quit the other job because <laughs> I was just like, I got this one. It's going to pay me well. And so I did so good that I jumped from, in government, you get your pay rate is, um there's a pay rate, right? And it's like GS1 mm-hmm. through, I think, 14. And at each level, at G- each level, there's more, at each, sorry, at each grade, there's more levels, right? So I started at mm-hmm. a GS3, and then literally within a year, I jumped to a GS9, <laughs> so the pay was good. And then uh, the year after that, I jumped to a GS11, right? So I was like, God has completely been blessing me, right? Um, and, and this is in how much music. time? How much <laughs> time since? Uh, okay, because I was going to, but let's be clear. Some people can't jump up one in five. So, like, you jumped up yeah. from, you said from what, two? Two? Uh, to okay. level? A GS3 for six three months. Three? Yeah. To 11. Then to nine. Oh, yeah, to a nine. Essentially, and in the, the time. Next year to 11. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, That's I was, it, clearly, nothing to do with music. My music involved me was listening and having my own karaoke in my car. So, <laughs> so that was my music during that time period, right? Mm-hmm. So that happened, what is it? I'm probably three, four years out of college now, right? Out of undergrad. Mm-hmm. Um, Then I just have this thing where I'm just like, I want to move to California, right? I was stalking. This was the around the time where in high college, I was looking at Issa Rae. So I was stalking all black YouTube online series I was, when i said i was a stalker i was putting people on i was a stalker okay <laughs> and I was, there was one thing i signed up it was uh for black and sexy tv let me tell you they are the best platform to me they had the <laughs> best material best material out there and i was stalking i was like you know what i gotta be in the mix i gotta be out there in california <laughs> okay upset obsessed yes <laughs> So, um, moved to California, worked for Universal Music Group. As a, I still kept my um, auditing background, right? right? Because while I, I just feel like God's always blessed me, and I never wanted to do something that out of a need, right? So everything I worked, I loved auditing, right? So I'm not working a job I hated. <laughs> mm-hmm. I worked at something that God, it was just another talent. I feel like that's always been hard for me is to hone in on and master one thing where I feel Mm -hmm. like I can do so much right so 
I still was doing auditing, worked for Universal Music Group, because I was like, I got to be in the entertainment field if I'm going to do auditing, right? I'll do the auditing, but I want to be in the mix. <laughs> so, I, I so, definitely understand. <laughs> yeah, no, it's real. So I was like flying, and it's like, it was really hard. So I had to really take a pay cut, right? Because here I was at a GS11 in the second year, right? So that's a different level of pay. It's not the first year. <laughs> I was getting paid okay for somebody that was, I think, 26, 27. I had bought a house before I moved out to LA, so it was good. I was good. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> was so real good I then. <laughs> a, yeah, I was. I took a major pay cut. Let me just tell you, I don't think I was making over 40, I let alone 30, I'm going to be honest, when I moved, because it was through a consulting organization. But mm -hmm. what you'll realize, anybody that, and I'm just going to be upfront and 100 with you, Los Angeles is a city of angels. Like, people are, I feel like, uh, what's this, Miguel Hollywood, his song mm -hmm. Hollywood, it really doesn't pick LA. You have so many talents out there that move out there, but you're still kind of like, I got to take all these odd jobs just to survive, just to eat, right? right. Even though I'm still starving for my passion to be my main source of income, right? Right. So I was um, out there kind of like still trying to, it wasn't easy. I had think before that I applied to Universal Music Group, probably like 50 jobs and got nothing. So when this consultant agency came, it was so interesting. They told me you could choose between Paramount or Universal Music Group. And I was like, Paramount is closer and it's paying more, but I love music. Yeah. <laughs> I love me some music. So I'm going to take that pay cut. I'm going to go in there. And I met so many awesome people, not even musicians. It was still just in the finance department. But um, it was awesome people that understood my passion and was giving me different advice. Because you'll be surprised, like, although people in L.A., although people are doing one job, they are. I met people that were painters. <laughs> they were musicians. They were in bands on the weekend. So I feel mm -hmm. like that was just L.A. So even if you kind of feel like, man, I'm working in this restaurant, I'm not even working in the field I want to, network. Because I'm going to tell you, that's how I got to Tough Love, through networking, through meeting mm -hmm. people. And not meeting people to use them, but meeting people to just kind of not feel alone. L.A. can feel, I think any place you move by yourself, it can feel very lonely. And you need a yeah. support system. And when you reach out to other people, you start to realize they kind of feel alone, too. And they got talents. They got aspirations. How can I help them? How can we help each other, right? Mm -hmm. We all try to make it here in the city of angels, okay? Literally. Literally. Get great tips while networking with other creators across the world when you join the One Choice Magazine newsroom. The newsroom is where editors, contributors, and freelancers for One Choice Magazine gather to tell stories, exchange insider information, and develop their expertise. When you join the community, you will get access to workshops, deals on software, creator tools, and special episodes of the Creative Conversations podcast. If you are a creator looking for a safe space to see the beauty in what you do and develop your talent, join the One Choice Magazine newsroom. You can follow on social media at One Choice Mag Newsroom and sign up for the mailing list online at onechoicemag.com. Fast forward, um, I'm still doing like auditing uh, with uh, one of the big, um, the big four agencies. I do auditing for them. And, but um, how I got to Tough Love, they literally, my stalker moment, I was following them on Instagram, early stages of Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Followed on Instagram, they posted, we're looking for some music supervisors. God, all I had to do was submit some songs, a playlist, and let me tell you, I was like going in my vault. I was like, I ain't getting nobody mainstream. <laughs> I'm going to get all this stuff based on all the shows I've been watching, what I mm -hmm. feel like would have been assets to a show, what, would, what yeah. I feel like would have revealed feelings at the moment. Because, you know, I have a lot of people after I've started music supervision, they're like, I never even considered music until you told me you were doing music supervision for a show. And now I'm listening to the songs and trying to relate them to the what's going on in the scenes. And I was like, that's mm -hmm. something I've always done. And I didn't even realize it was a job. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like 2017, right? Yeah. And, and you think it's so, just for fun. And I do think that that's important when you're doing something creative. It has to be fun to you. It has to be something that you enjoy. I do feel like I feel people when they be like, you know, 
I want to do something that does not feel like work, but I will get paid for it. It's like, oh, now that last part I need to get paid yeah. for. But it was something that I would do for free. It's something you did for free. It's something you enjoy. It's more natural to you to do it. And yeah. I just think it's fun. Um, are you a person that do you like score your conversations? Right. Like if you say something and then you'll sing it in the lyric, like I literally oh. speak in lyrics. Um, you may have you in our conversations you might have noticed it but I do it and then my like my family always is like girl you're turning this into a musical we are talking oh. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like well oh I'm God. sorry but you can keep up can you not <laughs> you right? can't. I don't think I've done that that sounds cool though <laughs> it's really fun if it's a lyric I'll sing it at you if I'm saying it I have to see if I I'll find a way to make that work in, in this conversation. Oh, you know what? Actually, I do kind of do that. It, it stems from a game my sister and I would play when we were bored. We'll be like, I would say a word. You better come up with the song that goes with it. <laughs> <laughs> whoever, whoever drops it, they're going to lose the game. We just start back over. It could be just one random word, like about or whatever. Word. <laughs> and you had to come up, come up with something. So... I think I do do that, but I one, one thing I do, and I think I I loved it when I saw on the Braxton's um, Family mm-hmm. Values, is I will sing and make up songs for whatever I'm feeling, right? Yes, yes. So, <laughs> you better tell somebody. And Tori sings down, y'all. Don't. She's talking right now, but it's just one of the things she could, okay? She could. She could. Uh- <laughs> So, um, so yeah. moving back to your to your journey to music, so it's like it kind of like just kind of happened through building up a community. I think that that's also super important as creatives to make sure that you're building a community, but not, but it's like for people, I feel like creatives are intuitive in that they know if you're just trying to be phony, mm-hmm. they know if you're just trying to get on. I know that um, myself, and I think I can speak for you too, just from what I know we protect our space. We're not just going to like allow anybody into a certain space. I think that that's important as a creative to kind of make sure that the people and the things and the places that you choose to be a part of and those environments that you choose to be in, they have to be somewhat sacred, right? So it's like, so I think it's very important to one, like definitely seek people, right? Seek people who are doing what you want to do so that you can make the right connections with those humans. And sometimes it may work, sometimes it may not. But yeah. I think that being authentic in your pursuit, like, hey, I really feel like I will be this human's friend. I really want to yeah. see this person win. You know what I mean? And I really want to mm-hmm. get to know them, pick their brain. But you can't pick everybody's brain, brain for free, okay? Yeah. You cannot do that part. So it does, it's like, it's a give and take. What can I contribute to this human? What can they contribute to me? What can we do and build together? Um, I think for you and I, a, a big part of why we even still have any type of connection right now is because we were trying to see what, what we were trying to sync up our talents to make something together. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. see what we can do together or see how I can feed you in some type of way. Even you being on this podcast today is um, an attestation to that because you know what I mean you didn't have to wake up this morning and do this with me, but you did you know you did to help me you know it's yes. just like to help me out in this pursuit and on this new um, journey that I'm on into podcasting and um, I know you mentioned earlier I hosted that uh, the the film festival yes. that was just fun and it was just like you need another one okay you need me to talk about this like all right I'll look at these different yes. to do it and I can ask people questions. I can make something up. Let's go. <laughs> you know, it's like, but I wanted to make sure that I saw that win, you know, and then we have different things that we could probably do together or are doing together. You know what I'm saying? Always yeah. in the future. And, um, and you're helpful to me if it's something that's an opportunity that you might not be able to do or you can't do or whatever, or it might be synced up with me, you'll send it to me and be like, hey, you do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just a good ecosystem. You must build it. And, but you build it from a, a pure place. Your place will always get you. It always opens some doors. You know, some people, you might see them over there doing their thing, and it might not be all the way pure, but also it's like the longevity of that is going to be limited. 
you know, but when yeah. you come from a, a, a really authentic place and you want to surround yourself with good people, you have to also be a good person. <laughs> that may not always work. You might be a good person around some snakes, but you got to get up out of there. But, you know, <laughs> you, you can also create a really good ecosystem. And like you said, City of the Angels here, everybody's trying to get it. So everybody is like, okay, I know what's up. For me, at least in my life, it has been very important to on those situations where you might not always be getting paid. You are a working resume, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to take this job so serious. You think they paying me, paying me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I will be there on time. If they ask for somebody to do it randomly, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be there because the people who are over it, it's like you got to also believe in the the people who you're surrounding yourself. Sincere hope for this platform is to be able to help promote creatives like yourself, um, to be able to reach different audiences than whatever you've already built with your own platforms. You know what I'm saying? If somebody else yeah. can hear and be like, oh, okay, let me look her up. Mm-hmm. You know, and we just continue yeah. to keep giving to each other and giving back to each other and building this community, building this platform up for ourselves. And I think that's really going to be dope. <laughs> yeah, no, you have so many good stuff that brought in a lot of stuff. Just speaking on the first part, um, I, I just want to talk on that I caught is just like um realizing that even though you're doing it for free now, just the impact it will have that can possibly bring in some good coins later on, right? Yes. Yes. And like honestly when I did tough love the first time it was for free. But I was like I grew up in a time where I told you I was working and doing intern uh doing um internships and volunteer work with the White House and Department of Treasury. That clearly mm-hmm. shows that those were, I knew I wanted a government job at that time, right? So I was trying to build my resume. And so right. I did tough love um, for free. Um, and I did not mind. I was like, you just called me back saying, I'm about to be music supervisor. Do what you feel. I'm just happy to work on this project. Okay. Right. You're just excited. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. you know, my bills are already being paid. So, And that's why I have this straight, narrow job, right? This consistent paycheck so that I can go and do what I want on the side and build there until I can switch the two. Yeah, but um, when I came back, they paid me. So I didn't even ask. They just asked me to come back. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to come back. Thank you for the free free. And yeah. they paid me. And I was just like, thank you. Thank you so much for that. I'm like, mm-hmm. really appreciate it. So that was just speaking to that. Sometimes it does take, like, really making sure your passion goes before your need for money. Um, yeah. and just the, the benefits you're going to get later on with that. And then on your thing with just like networking and also like everybody might not have like time to like, uh, answer certain questions you might have already picked their brain. So learning how to really be considerate when you're networking. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest when I, I think it was right before I got, um, on, um, tough love. I was like, I want to start back writing music, right? I literally mm-hmm. was writing music in my home and singing it for myself and sharing it to a few people here. So I was like, my artist, my favorite artist at that time was Kirby. Um, some mm-hmm. people may know she had like an album. Oh, called I Bane. love her. Listen, Kool Aid. Oh my God, Kool Aid. Yes, she's girl. Yeah, uh, she she wrote a Beyonce where... song. She wrote a Beyonce yeah, she song. Does. She's with Def Jam. Oh, was it Def Jam? Wait, no, Rock Nation. She's the writer with Rock Nation. She wrote. Kanye, what? She's done a lot. If she, you look at her profile on um Rock Nation as a writer. Listen, she's gorgeous. Her voice goes. Y'all looking yes. at Kirby. <laughs> yes. Yes. She was my favorite. Matter of fact, she's the reason why I got the job. She was on my playlist of submissions for Tough Love. But um, so she's another one. I'm not sure she deleted stuff <laughs> on Instagram, but I was following her forever. Because I'm telling you, this is like 2016 when I wrote her. And I was just like, you're so inspirational. And she wrote me back. No lie, Listen. still got the email. And at that time, I needed it because she was like, she was so humble just for my cold, hard email. It took forever to find her email. No lie. I was like searching. I was like, I want to reach out to her. And I you got her email. It wasn't even the DMs. <laughs> That's probably why she reads back. That's probably why she's <laughs> responding. Because she's like, wait a minute. I don't know how she got this. But all yeah. right. <laughs> but I didn't even, she gave me, she did give me, because I did reach out just for like 
her experience and she gave me very helpful tips. I can't remember the email, but I go back and read it ever so often when I feel down. So even if you're reaching out to some people and it's kind of just for like, you never got to talk to them. She probably doesn't even remember me. Right. Probably doesn't mm-hmm. remember my name at all. Probably might. might I might have been the only email she ever got that year and it touched her, right? You never know. Mm-hmm. But I go back and I look at that and it was very inspirational to me just to kind of keep pushing on, right? Mm-hmm. And be authentic. I think that was her message to me and a few other tips, right? But I mm-hmm. go back to that email and she didn't even respond right away. And to the point, I think it took her like weeks and I had completely forgot I wrote an email and she responded. Yeah. I was just super excited telling everybody in there like, I have no idea who Kirby is. <laughs> I'm like, she writes for so many people. You should know her. She's she amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she wasn't. Now they get it. Stuff. Now they yeah. should get it. I hope I will hope. Cause she's been on the Terrell shows. Like she yes. like also, like if you didn't know her, she got a Terrell show where she sings down. She's great. And she's yes. really funny. Super, super oh. funny. Woman of God, she was very inspirational when she responded. So yeah. So I think that mm-hmm. that's important. And like, you see how she poured into you and that, and like, this is another, like, as we were speaking, those serendipitous moments where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, this makes sense. This is okay. I might have a little bit of traction. And then I think it's a lot of the time, I think that the creative process is always going to show you and teach you how to be patient because yeah. you can make a connection. You can plant a seed with somebody and it not start to like really start growing until some time later, you know, but you have to stay the course. You have to absolutely stay committed to your craft and stay committed to um, bettering yourself and building as you move forward. I think that that's super important. Did you want to give us some more? The letter. Girl, you, you found the letter. Can you? you want me to read it? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Thank you so much for kindly reaching out to me. I am humbled by your question. This industry has taught me to learn what you are not. Oftentimes, entertainment industries will try to push you in the direction that is not true to your authentic self. But you must know internally what you will not become in order to be what you define as success. It's in this discovery that you truly learn who you are and your identity is priceless. Love yourself now. Don't wait until you have plaques or certain credits to your name to deem yourself worthy. God bless you, Victoria. I hope someday I connect with you. Thank you so, so very much for your kind words. Looking forward to seeing you soar. Isn't that oh sweet? My goodness, that is I'll so share my sweet. Unfortunately, everybody won't be able to see it, but you will be able to <laughs> prove they that might I'm be not lying about this. <laughs> that is amazing. That's yeah. amazing. That's huge. That's yes, huge. And yes. to think about like that, that is being something that's going to be contributed to you straight out. That's nuts. And like, and now we're here in 2021. Yeah. And, you are, oh and you're out here moving and grooving. You, you created, like, can we get a little bit into your woven colors? Cause you kind of touched on that. I know we talking about any <laughs> stuff. But can you touch on Woven Colors, too? Because that seems like a, a very, as an organization you created for creatives to build and connect, correct? But go into yeah. it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, so it started out of all places at a small group, right, for my church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the lead, um, who is also the co-founder, Asia Munz, um, she's an Asia. actress. Is, yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Woo. And um, so in the small groups, we would have, of course, we would talk about different topics, um, have different uh, discussions, uh, faith-based discussions. But after that, right, after mm-hmm. we kind of talked everything through, now we just chilling, we drinking ginger beer, the chips is stopped, <laughs> you know, we just chill actually. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, I'm a fashion designer. Oh, I'm an actress. Oh, I'm trying to sing. Oh, I'm trying to do this. And you get to really build a bond with people, right? And in that bonding, I was like, God, there's so many talented people. So I stayed back um, a couple of evenings just talking to Asia, just like how awesome a lot of people in our small groups are, right? The talent mm-hmm. they have, um, how they were, whether it was a fashion person, they were wearing it, right? You could tell 
they would like sometimes people sing during these sessions they'll be like you're killing it right now yeah (laughs) and you're just like you're seeing so much talent but you're just like oh why doesn't people outside of our small group know about this (laughs) so asia felt exactly the same way i feel like i'm like why doesn't everybody know about asia she's a great actress you know the world needs to see her so we started woven colors particularly for the platforms where people feel like that in between where they have so much content they have Mm -hmm. so much to offer the world and yet they're looking for a platform to share it and so that's what woven colors is we don't charge for our events technically usually they are donation driven and we are promoting a lot of films we had our first event was actually a podcast reveal and Mm -hmm. let me tell you we only it was me and asia and whoever we knew (laughs) and we got people that were just reaching out to us that we never met just saying oh i want to participate in this i have this and we Mm -hmm. literally gave them uh we asked for like everything because we were (laughs) We only really take donations. You'll be surprised just asking, going out and asking different company uh, places. Can we mm-hmm. use this? Can we use that? And that's exactly what we did. We just was like, okay, this Saturday, we're going to look for a location. Let's be here. Let's ask them here. Let's do this. <laughs> and so uh, we've just been fortunate to like really get resources donated, whether it's building, whether at our fi- first film event, uh, popcorn was donated, right? We mm-hmm. and my, um, my old roommate, uh, when I moved out to LA, she had a building. She let us have it there in this clubhouse. I'm just like, mm-hmm. God has like literally lined stuff up. But we wanted to create a safe platform. And you'll be surprised. The girl that plays Batman, Batwoman, I think it's mm-hmm. on um, CW. She was at one of our events, our first film events, because her film was being shown there. And I'm just like, I have been seeing these people since I was in DC, and they're showing up at my front door. <laughs> <laughs> I was like having a geek moment. I tell you guys, I really get geeked about indies, okay? <laughs> Listen, but it's fun to see the evolution, too, because you can see somebody that's maybe in the um, indie realm and then see them come into more mainstream roles like that or, you know, yeah. see them turn into a more, like, a household name. And that's really exciting yeah. as a creative because you're like, you're, you're getting yours. You, I see you. I see you. Come on. Yes, yes, it it really was. Are you looking for positive music that's guaranteed to improve your attitude? Follow McKissick Health on Spotify and get access to the best playlists for positive thinking. New playlists are available every month with over two hours of free music. We match each playlist to an issue of One Choice magazine, so you can listen while you read the latest issue. Head over to onechoicemag.com to subscribe and follow McKissick Health on Spotify. So that's why, um, yeah, and so we kind of switched to virtual last year. We're looking to still have an event coming up this year. Um, mm-hmm. We've had a music and art show event we held locally in L.A. where I still connect with a lot of the artists that I just literally cold called email, right? I found them on Instagram. I found emails. Some mm-hmm. people reached out to us as I was reaching out and still talk to some of those amazing artists and just to see that their projects are still um, being put out, even bringing them onto Tough Love sometimes and taking them to the team and they'll be like, oh, this artist is dope. <laughs> and what's amazing is one of the artists even suggested writing specific songs for the for different scenes. And so mm-hmm. I think that comes with building a relationship, right? Making, like, I think one thing I love about Woman Colors with Asia and I, we established that this isn't really just for us. While it's a blessing to be in your 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 realm and be amongst you, it really is. We see the talent and we think that although the world may have certain obstacles, we think you deserve a platform. We think you deserve to shine, right? And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of the artists feel that and they appreciate that. Right, because you're just like, how are you giving y'all letting y'all see films for free? They're not charging you some kind of fee for it, right? Or anything. It's I think it does have to mainly do with the authenticity, authentication. Like you have to be authentic, and I think being creative, you really do have to be authentic. Whether it's being authentic to uh, network with people and meet with people, to be authentic about the material you're putting out, I think it really mm-hmm. think it's very key. Absolutely, I agree with that. That is so, like, that's so special. And I think that, again, it's literally, like, kind of building on that concept that you had in the beginning when you were talking about building up your, um, building up your community 
and literally networking, building up your network. And then this is literally the opportunity to showcase those people. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I think it kind of adds a step of action to just saying like, oh, I do this, I do that. But it's like, okay, let's showcase it and see what kind of exposure we can gain for you and see what kind of opportunities for those people, those creatives to network too. You know what I mean? And just yeah. see those type of opportunities and build with, with each other. It's literally casting your net wider than your initial groups that you were in. And it's like, it's yeah. welcoming all the creatives. You know, you have people coming to you. And I think that again, this kind of gives to that same thought process of when you're moving in, in your purpose, when you're being authentic, when you're being, um, you know, when you're nurturing your own talents, other people are going to draw to you. It's like God has obligated himself to continue to lift us up. You know what I'm saying? Whenever we kind of depend and lean into those things, the gifts that he's already given us, whenever we kind of tap into that special place, he's going to always kind of like lift it up. And I ain't trying to take everybody to church. If everybody don't always believe that, you can say God, universe, whatever you believe in, but you kind of like the higher powers that be definitely take you up and take you up a notch and they, and then everything is kind of more, your steps become a little bit more ordered. And then, or you get that encouragement. You might not get money, but along the way, you'll get some encouragement to keep going and to keep pushing forward. Because sometimes as a, as a creative, it can feel stifling sometimes when you don't feel like you're pushing, you know, when you don't feel like you're progressing mm-hmm. in the way that you want to, it can be very hard to stick with it. And you're like, man, forget it. I didn't make a complete mistake. Yeah. Um, I didn't move across you, DC to LA. I didn't move across the country and I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. This is not right. <laughs> or I'm not moving forward, I'd have moved out here for this, I could have stayed doing stuff in D.C. if I was going, you know, not do stuff here, or whatever the case may be, or whatever it may feel like, so I think those situations and those moments, sometimes you have to create them, but sometimes they come in, and they, and they really give you, like, that energy boost that you need to continue to keep going. Is there anything you want to share with uh, fellow creatives that are going to be reached through this podcast? Yeah. Um, I want to say just with COVID, I feel that sometimes our health and wellness takes a back burner, right? And we don't realize how much that impacts some of our creative juices, some yeah. of our aspirations and inspirations. So one thing on top of everything, Kirby said, you said, I said in this, uh, hopefully <laughs> you've been inspired from something. The one thing I want to add is really taking time to promote and make sure that you're well, right? Because mm-hmm. as we mentioned, um, usually the creativity that you have is something you've noticed that something's lacking in this world. And I want you to know that you're vital. It's vital that it gets out, right? And sometimes it's a time and season for it to be out. <laughs> and, and realizing that in that midst of the time and season while you're waiting for it to just fall and everything to fall in place, making sure that your health, your well, and that um, you're able to really shine when it's your time and just taking that. Because as just something I all got from Kirby also is just sometimes the world will try to shape you, right? Mm-hmm. The world will try to put obstacles on you. They'll try to make you a certain way. You have already overcame so much with all the no's that said this project isn't good. That voice isn't good. Um, you know, you've already overcame that because you're still pushing. So just keep pushing, just keep taking mental breaks, mental, making sure you're well. And yeah, that's my last tidbit. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was so special, girl. You listen, I know she's talking to y'all, but she's talking to me too, good, y'all. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take that too. Um, are there any creative um endeavors that you're working on right now that you want to share with our audience or let us know how we can support you in everything that you're doing because we truly appreciate you being here and sharing your time and your story yes yeah um I want to say and hopefully you won't choke me out for this the project we're working on and (laughs) just so you I'm not going to choke you I'm not Um, so I kind of just guess this goes with that first uh, year of your Instagram that you decided to leave 10 years later 
we are still working on it. And although there's obstacles, <laughs> we're still pushing through. Although there are setbacks, we're still moving forward. <laughs> Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Uh, this is going to be a historical document that we can refer to <laughs> once we see it flourish and move. Um, so, yeah, there's that project um, working on with you. Of course, Love and Colors is going to continue to offer platforms for other artists. I say the best way to kind of know um, is, uh, I, and I'm not a social butterfly. <laughs> I'm not good at social media, but I do have a social media account. <laughs> um, Roach underscore. Some of my stories, you will see what's going on. They are short-lived, so you got to catch me in the 24 hours. But <laughs> Okay, turn on them post notifications, y'all. <laughs> if you want to catch it, turn on the post notifications. <laughs> on Instagram, it's Roach underscore. Um, on that page, it's probably the easiest way to see various projects I do because I'll have it either in the, um, ooh, I'm bad at social media. What is that? Like your bio? I think it's called your bio. Yeah. <laughs> to follow her organization's page and connect there. Definitely give both accounts a follow <laughs> so that you can stay abreast of what's going on with Miss Tori. Thank you so, 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 so much. I really, really appreciate it. As always, subscribe and leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. Be sure to share it with a creative person to encourage them on their journey and tag the newsroom at One Choice Mag Newsroom on Facebook and Instagram. It's only up from here.